Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, your friend and mine, Hideo Kojima, is doing a little bit of the rounds. Turns out he's sitting down with Microsoft in talks for a future game. Now, we don't know whether this is going to be an Xbox exclusive or not, but the story comes from one Jeff Grubb, the dude over on VentureBeat, who's quickly making a name for himself in the industry as just being Jimmy Leaks, just leaking left, right and centre. <laughs> just anything you want to know, he's got the leaks. Call him the farmer, Jeff the farmer Grubb, man's got the leaks. So he's um, done a recent report over on VentureBeat, um, mostly in relation to a game called Abandoned which is like a new first-person horror thing, um, which was doing the rounds online as uh, it kind of got like, mixed in with Kojima-type stuff because people were like, oh my God, it's a little bit PT-style. It's a horror first-person game. Maybe this is secretly the next Hideo Kojima game, which wouldn't be unprecedented because um, Kojima fake created the Moby Dick Studios uh, mm-hmm. team for a while before MGS5. Um, but anyway, so Jeff Grubb weighed in on that and said, look, it's not that. It is just a, you know, it is just another first-person horror game. Um, but in amongst doing that report... Um, just just drop the bombshell, just Jason Schreier style, just out of nowhere, hey, here's this other crazy thing. Um, and said that as far as he's as far as he knows, um, Kojima is in talks with Microsoft about publishing his next game, according to a source familiar with the matter. He says he can't confirm if Xbox closed the deal yet, but his understanding is that Kojima is the focus of a Microsoft plan to leverage Japanese talent. Um, he also says that this is what Phil Spencer was referencing in his February live stream, where there was one of the uh, the Homo Ludens dudes from the from Death Stranding was on Phil Spencer's shelf, and that's apparently what Phil Spencer was getting at, that assumedly these talks must have already been underway. Um, so before we get into the specifics of where Hideo Kojima is at in relation to Sony, where does this news strike you? Well, that's, it's just crazy, isn't it? Like, it's so, it would be such <laughs> a big win for Microsoft, especially at a time when Sony's kind of, like, losing the Japanese market. You know, we've heard a lot of stories coming mm. out over the past six months or something about how kind of, like, disenfranchised um, Japanese gamers are with the company, how the PlayStation 5 is, like, struggling to sell there compared to previous consoles. So mm-hmm. while all of this is happening, for Microsoft to then focus on the Japanese market and get someone like Hideo Kojima, which has, who has such a reputation and is so beloved by you know gamers all over the world it's just like it feels like a big loss for sony and it feels like a big win for microsoft should the deal go through because obviously you know even back when he split from kojima kojima when he split from konami kojima was you know going to a bunch of studios in fact i'm pretty sure he talked to microsoft back then about whether they wanted to finance his game and he eventually Mm -hmm. went to sony because that's where he had a relationship already established could get a lot of money a lot of resources and a lot of time and he felt comfortable but it was never like you said at the beginning it was never kind of like a set set in stone thing that that relationship was going to continue you know going forward Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's the thing that I was trying to get the specifics on. Like, what, would the, what was the specific deal that he signed? Because the way that it always read, and obviously they got out there and did that big video saying, you know, welcoming Hideo Kojima to like the Sony family and everything. And Death Stranding was then a PlayStation exclusive until it went to PC. Um, but my assumption was always that he was he was joining, you know, Sony PlayStation. Like everything he was doing going forward would be a Sony exclusive. Mm. Now I know that like, if you go back and read the reports from that time, that was never written out. I think it was more just an optics thing, um, which is obviously what they wanted from that video that they put out. But did you assume 
assume that it was an exclusive thing because I, I, I guess like there's maybe there's always been room for him to do a Nintendo game or do something yeah. on the side that isn't always tied to PlayStation. Well, I think there's, yeah, if you go back and like read those um, interviews and those announcements and stuff, they make it very clear that it's kind of like a second party situation, like Insomniac mm. was before they were purchased outright. You know, Insomniac exclusively made PlayStation games for a long time, but they weren't owned by PlayStation, and they did later go off and do a Microsoft-only game with Sunset Overdrive. They just mm -hmm. kind of had that informal relationship going on where, like, essentially they gave Sony the first right of refusal for their titles. So when it came to, like, um, Kojima Productions, they always said that they, um, you know, they were playing the field, they were speaking to a bunch of different people, and for Death Stranding in particular, it made sense for them to partner with Sony, but they always never ruled out going elsewhere for future titles whether it's just going to be a one-off and then they return to Sony or whether they sign a larger deal. I think, mm. you know, from everything I've read at least, they seem to really enjoy the freedom that they had splitting from Konami to be able to do whatever they wanted with yeah. whoever they wanted on a game-by-game -game basis. So, you know, it shocks me that it's Microsoft, you know, making the move and that Sony potentially hasn't tried harder to keep Kojima and Kojima Productions, but at the same time, that studio doing something else with someone else isn't a huge surprise um, for me, despite the history. Hmm, I do. I wonder if, because um, the thing is, I think about Hideo Kojima as like a bankable agent, and I think about the the sales that Death Stranding, like the initial sales that uh, Death Stranding had, and then it fell off the top ten after the first couple of weeks on sale. And it's just like, is Hideo Kojima worth locking down because it's Hideo Kojima rather than what he's actually put out in the last sort of few years? Like, I, I mm -hmm. love going through Death Stranding. I love Phantom Pain, but they're <laughs> very much nowhere near the quality of the original Metal Gear Solid games, the games that made him. Um, you know, I would like I wouldn't say that the script writing is up there or things like that. Like, um, do you think Kojima's reputation is almost like speaks for itself at this point? He doesn't actually need to keep proving himself for these deals to actually come through. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, when you're signing a deal with Hideo Kojima, you're signing him partly because of the reputation that precedes him and like the name value and stuff. If, if mm. I can make a quick comparison to the world of film, if you take a director like Martin Scorsese, right, one of the most celebrated, prolific, and well-respected directors to ever grace the medium. Everyone <laughs> wants to make a Martin Scorsese movie because of the clout and the award potential that comes with him, right, in his movies. He's well-loved. But even then, he doesn't make financially financial smash hits on the scale of like big blockbusters. He's, he's not bringing in Avengers Endgame money, for instance. So there's no. a limit on how much financial backing you want to put behind him. And you've seen that with the last few movies. Like Netflix paid $200 million for The Irishman, which was well like overblown. Like that is a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money for a Martin Scorsese movie. And all of the other studios were like, we are not paying that. You can have him. And that's mm -hmm. happened with his next movie, which has gone to Apple. I think Hideo Kojima is in a similar position where Everyone wants Hideo Kojima on your side because of, like I said, the fan love, the respect that he brings, and the clout, and the potential to make games that, you know, reap awards and are in the conversation for a long time. But a Hideo Kojima new IP isn't going to sell the same as a Grand Theft Auto sequel or an no. Uncharted sequel or anything like that. And his games take a lot of money to make. He wants a lot of creative freedom. So I wonder whether there's just a limit for Sony looking at Death Stranding being like, look, this was a lovely partnership, but you didn't mm. bring in 
the same money as a Ghost of Tsushima or even like a Days Gone or something. So mm. we have a limit on how much money we want to give you. Whereas Microsoft might just be like, well, we've got all of the money in the world. We want to throw it around. <laughs> We're not just investing in your studio to make a game. We're also investing in your studio to win some of the Japanese market back over and some of the Japanese fan base. Maybe they're more willing to kind of just completely undercut Sony in terms of how much they're willing to give him. Um, and that was just too appealing. You know what I mean? I feel like mm. there's a lot of business realities to kind of um, that like come with getting someone of this caliber and of this studio's caliber well the thing that like for the longest time I've just always thought is that Sony got Hideo Kojima because they wanted another Metal Gear if they didn't foresee it because when they signed that deal we didn't know what he was going to do next it was just that the next thing was going to be on like Sony Systems and then it was Death Stranding this sort of weird awkward like brilliant if you like it which obviously we do um, you know quirky as hell hiking sim with ghosts and weird babies and it's a whole thing um, and I kind of wonder how many of Sony's number crunchers were just sat there going like, oh, what? why has he done this? Like, we gave him all this money. <laughs> He's done this insane thing. Like, you give Hideo Kojima yeah. a blank check, he'll do something crazy. Um, and I think that because of that, I'm just going full, like, assumptive, cynical, business-minded, whatever, because of that, um, I would assume that that next blank check is either not blank or is not, um, you know, as sort of freeform. Like, they do want to, like, rein him back in towards the reason that, like, his name is so big in the first place. Um, but I also wonder, like, on the Microsoft side, where, um, you know, everything that Phil Spencer said you know, in regards to acquiring Bethesda is that it's all to bolster Game Pass. It's also that you think of Game Pass as this massive thing. And the name Hideo Kojima being tied to Game Pass. Like, you know, Hideo Kojima's yep. next game coming to Game Pass day one in itself sells Game Pass subscriptions. It doesn't really matter what the game is. So, like, that might be a more, um, a better prospect for Kojima as a creator if he gets to go, well, I can do whatever I want over here because the project kind of pays for itself. Um, yeah. And also, his mm-hmm. mentality, his approach to video games, because he has that, you know, 20 plus million subscriber base right there, I wonder if he would do something that directly plays into that many people or a big chunk of people all playing on day one. Like, he sort of flirted with this idea of, like, interconnected player bases, like the, you know, nuclear disarmament only triggering in MGS5 if like every every player didn't develop a mm-hmm. nuke uh, in, in game um, yeah. and Death Stranding having all this interconnected stuff I guess like yeah, that idea of um, Kojima making something like with Game Pass in mind like that would be that could be kind of cool totally I mean you know we, we're talking about his allegiances with Sony or whatever and I just think that might be a little bit reductive because I mean mm. literally not a few months ago there was that report that came out of I think it was VGC when Google Stadia was shutting down all of its first party stuff and they reported mm. that they actually turned down a pitch from Hideo Kojima who wanted to make a Google Stadia exclusive because he was interested <laughs> in the technology you know what I mean so it's not unprecedented that you might look at Game Pass as this new interesting thing and then think well what can I do with that how can I make a game that benefits from that, that benefits from that instant access and you know to someone who is for better or worse always wanting to do new things now that he's away from Metal Gear Solid always wanting to mm. innovate in terms of technology in terms of stories in terms of how players interact with games again he doesn't always nail it but that's always underlying all of his games in my opinion even the Metal Gear ones mm. then then why not look at someone like Microsoft who is willing to spend you know seven billion dollars to buy all of Bethesda who has all of this money to play with who is clear building a stable and is doing something different in the gaming space with Game Pass like of course you would be you know interested in working with them even if it's just for one game like there's no Mm -hmm. saying that it's going to lock them down forever in the same way that Death Stranding didn't lock them down to Sony so Mm -hmm. why not take it on a game by game basis see what's the best offer see whose kind of current approaches to the gaming space are most compatible with yours and then you know just go for it. 
Oh yeah, totally. Like I, th- I think, like I said, I think it makes sense. If I go down the cynical business route, if I was a Deo Kojima in charge of Kojima uh, Productions, what's going to give me the most creative freedom? And Game Pass is very much that thing right now. It's kind of like, like you said, like Netflix being able to grant uh, Scorsese a three-hour movie when no one else would do that, and um, because it just it it looks good optically for that movie to be on Netflix, like, regardless mm-hmm. of the fact that the movie itself is like obviously an accomplished piece of work. Like it's just it's. I think a lot of the stuff like in these regards ties into the marketing, the optics, the the presentation of that service and um, so i think it like it makes more sense for him to go that way um, but yeah right now um, the talks are ongoing apparently nothing's been uh, confirmed but it's a super interesting fascinating premise going forward because right now the only other thing that's on his plate is death stranding there's also the talk of the silent hill thing and um, whether or not even any of that is true but i guess we'll find out <laughs> as the year rolls on um, but let us know what you think down in the comments below where do you want kojima to go next what do you want his next project to be and do you want it to be a continuation of something or a brand new ip and um, for now i've been scott from i mean joshuaculture.com. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.